you know, if there's a business or product or idea that has been burning a hole in your mind for the past week, past day, past year, you know, go think about it and just go pursue it. You know, you're going to fall, you're going to fail, but, uh, you know, just go out there, make it happen. You'll be a stronger person because of it. And you'll be so much more successful if you pursue this endeavor in a co-working space. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining us today from Utah is our good friend, Hala Saleh from 27sprints.com. Hey, Hala. Hi. It's a pleasure to have you. And of course, from Maui, Hawaii, Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared. Aloha, Hala, and Star of the Doubts listener. I'm excited because this topic today is very relevant for where I'm at. Okay, so let's just talk about that just real bit briefly before we introduce our guest. You are into, or you know a little bit about co-working spaces, Kamandi. You're not an expert, I don't think, but Hala is. That's why we have her on today. And of course, our guest, Chris. So why is co-working interesting to you? Uh, it just so happens that kind of our fearless leader here in Maui, as you'd call him, a guy that's pretty connected, he's been trying to organize a co-working space. And so he's been going around, he's been doing the surveys, getting people that would be interested in contributing every month. It's going to be interesting to hear from Chris because here in Maui, the rents are super, super high. You know, I mean, in the, you know, $1,500 to $3,000 a month range. So trying to put this together has been quite interesting. So we're going to, I'm going to drill Chris. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think we're ready to put Chris on the hot seat today. So our guest is Chris Estrada. He is an expert in co-working, and he hosts the first co-working-focused podcast, Co-Working Success. Each week, Chris interviews guests that discuss the unique benefits of co-working spaces. And Chris is a natural connectorpreneur. He enjoys connecting people to form genuine relationships, and he's based out of Atlanta. You can find out more about Chris by going to Operation spot.com that's operation hyphen spot.com right and welcome chris hey guys thanks for having me it's good to be on starve the doubts i'm ecstatic all right chris so one of the questions we ask everybody that's on the show regardless of their background what is the best concert that you have ever been to oh man believe it or not the best concert i've ever been to was journey (laughs) journey i saw the uh when they brought arnell uh to replace what's his name the lead singer it was so cool because Arnell just has that same vibe and the, that same sound as their original singer. And I really feel like it made Journey almost relevant again. You know, Chris, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a star of the doubt story if I've ever heard one. Hey, come on, Z, do you know the story about Arnell? Do you know who that is? I do not. And I'm just going to be straight up here. The only, well, real Journey that I've listened to is the Glee cast version. We talked about that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how we rebound. <laughs> no, the, the current lead singer of Journey is a guy named Arnell. Uh, Chris, maybe you tell this better. Yeah, so the lead story, the way it went was uh, Arnell was, uh, he had been, he's from the Philippines and he had been playing in different cover bands. And uh, Steve Perry, so when Steve Perry left Journey, that's his name, right? Pretty sure it's Steve. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so when Steve Perry left Journey, they were kind of in uh, some different, they were in some dire straits and they're trying to find a new uh, lead singer for the band. And uh, they kept finding people in different areas. And then one of the members uh, started looking at some different videos on YouTube. And Arnell, he had been doing cover bands, doing all kinds of performances in the Philippines of different Journey songs. And so Arnell was discovered on YouTube. And they said they reached out to him. They flew him in. And I want to say, I think I saw an interview about him and Arnell, he, I think when he got the phone call, he, he thought one of his friends was playing a joke on him, but it was for real. <laughs> 
and he's now the lead singer of Journey. So that that's an incredible that story. That is really an amazing is. story, and from YouTube too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's an incredible singer, Kamazi. I don't know if you ever heard him, but he's, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm he is like Steve Perry. He's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a great story. Going from like nobody mm-hmm. to putting out a video on YouTube and then being the lead singer of Journey. So Chris, thank you for bringing that <laughs> up. All right, uh, let's talk with Hala here. So um, Hala, real quick. For those that don't know about what you're up to, if you just give a quick introduction about what you're doing with 27 Sprints. Sure. Um, I work with mostly technology companies. I do a lot of workshops and training around agile product development and lean startup concepts. So I also mentor startups that are trying to grow their companies, build their companies, figure out what their next steps should be, and just keep them focused on the right things and just strategize with their product development. So it's really fun for me. I love doing that stuff. And Co-working spaces is also really relevant to me because that's where I meet a lot of people. I get to talk to people. I learn about the cool projects that they're doing and just keeps me on track with my work as well. So, Hala, when you when you say startups, automatically in my mind, I'm thinking Silicon Valley. I'm thinking all that going on there. Are you talking about just that or do you work with any solopreneurs, people maybe building an online business? That's such a great question because... A lot of people have that same impression when you say startups. And I've been working with some companies that are, you know, medical devices and hardware companies and people who are just trying to build their restaurant business, like just really diverse companies that are trying to stay within the concepts of being smart about where they invest their time and money and validating their ideas before they go and try to put a lot of capital and money into their ideas. So it's not restricted to software companies and, you know, the Ubers and the and the whatnots of you know Silicon Valley. So yeah, thank you for that question. Good deal. So Holla, we know that your desire is to just turn up the heat on Chris. Yes. So we're gonna unleash you now. Let's let's go ahead and put Chris on the hot seat. So Chris, I have a question for you. Okay, bring um, it. I tried to not take offense to this when I first heard it coming out of your mouth, but I would like you to explain. <laughs> You're saying talkers go to coffee shops, and I think it's brilliant, by the way. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I go to coffee shops, Chris. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, did, you just described Kamanzi. All right. now, this doesn't necessarily apply to you, Kamanzi, but I came up with that saying, talkers go to coffee shops, because it actually has two underlying meanings. So if you think about it, when you go to a coffee shop, you're over there, you're hanging out. It can be super loud. If your computer's about to die, you're even in a worse of a state because good luck trying to find a seat next to a plug, right? So I like to say talkers go to coffee shops because one, it's really loud. But two, when you're over there, all the people there that are usually there looking to run a business, they're all talking. They're all talking about, you know one day I'm going to kick off this company or maybe next year I'm going to think about doing this, but they're just talking. And that's why I love co-working spaces because at co-working spaces, it's full of doers. It's about people that are passionate about what they do. It's where the star of the doubters are going to really execute on their vision full-fledged. And that's why I like to say, you know, talkers go to coffee shops and doers, they go to an operation spot or a co-working space. Beautiful. What if, what if you don't know anybody in that coffee shop you know, if, if you don't know anybody in that coffee shop, then, you know, strike up a conversation. But there's never been one time where I've been at a coffee shop, struck up a conversation, and then I ended up closing some business because of it. That's very true. I can't deny that either. Yeah, you can let them, but I, I will say, Chris, I wrote half of my last book in a coffee shop. So shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Chris, um, 
exception, not the rule. Yes, yeah. you are the exception and not the rule. And yeah, it's just, they're just not real conducive environments for the freelancer or the mobile professionals that we are. We need a place that we can go that's dedicated and where we can meet other like-minded individuals that aren't just talking, that are really looking to execute on their visions and to really see their dreams and their businesses come to fruition. Yeah, and I should point out it's a little bit different here in Maui because you go to your local coffee shop or Starbucks and it's a lot of tourists. It's not necessarily yeah, the people that live here. So I think we'll give them a pass, guys. <laughs> so Chris, we're going to do a little bit, a little finish this sentence, which we do okay. here on Starve the Doubts. All right, finish this sentence. Ways people can successfully grow in their business in a co-working space is... I always like to say be genuine. Be genuine in your intent to help somebody in that community. Everybody in that community is going through something. They're either on a, either the, a real high that they just closed a deal or there might be an absolute low where they just might have lost a deal. Be genuine with your intent with, you know, getting to know that person outside of their business, getting to know them in their business, and then also getting to know them on how you can help them in their business. Because I'm a huge fan of helping people and connecting them. That's why in my intro, I mentioned that I'm a connectorpreneur. And if you want to use that term, feel free to use it. I haven't trademarked it yet, but I love that term because I always love connecting people to other businesses or other people that could, that where it makes sense. So I'm going to pivot off of that question a little bit. And I haven't listened to the podcast, so shame on me, Chris. I'm sorry, but I will. I just, I will subscribe to it. But you're probably pretty positive in what you talk about with co-working space and, and you're all for it. But what about the negative? Because you talked about being genuine. What about those people that aren't genuine, those kind of type A personalities? What's like the downside of being with other people in a co-working space? Some of the downsides that you get of being in a co-working space, sometimes it can be a little distracting. There are different places that you can sit. And that's what I love about the co-working space. There are different environments. So yeah, it's one big space, but the spot that I'm known to sit at is the coffee bar. And I like the coffee bar because I stand at the coffee bar, goes back to my saying, talkers go to coffee shops, but that doesn't apply to me. I'm the exception as well. So I like sitting at the coffee bar because I see everybody as they come in. And even if I have headphones on, people will always talk to me and people will always say, hey, will always say, hey you know, you should probably meet this client I'm about to meet up with. But for some people, that is a negative because it might be too distracting for them. So some people, it's, there might be too many people in a co-working space for them to get work done. Hey, Chris, real quick, I want to ask Hala a question that will sure. lead into your question. So Hala, for you, if someone has never looked for a co-working space, where would they start that search? That is a great question. I think that Chris's website, actually, don't you list sites by region where co-working spaces are? Yes. So my, yeah. Website, yeah, my website is a pretty comprehensive directory of all the co-working spaces all throughout the country. And what I do is I really focus, I highlight the co-working space as far as their amenities and everything else. What I really specialize in is highlighting the people that are working out of these co-working spaces and highlighting the people that, hey, you know, Hala, if you're in Salt Lake City or in this, well, you are in Salt Lake City, but if you're in looking to uh, visit one of these co-working spaces in Atlanta or whatnot, there might be a particular member there that you might want to connect with. And that's what makes my, the operation spot pretty unique. Right. So besides that, I mean, just knowing, like going around and checking when you're in the community, in the entrepreneur and startup community, you might, you know, ask and find out about one. And then I just do a search and have gone out and looked at all of the different ones. 
we have a really cool thing here that we did in Salt Lake City recently where people um, actually we did like a co-working crawl, kind of like a pub crawl, <laughs> but for co-working cool. spaces. And that we had a weekend that we called Start SLC, where we had a lot of events just for startups and workshops. I presented some stuff and there were panel discussions. And then we did this co-working space crawl. And it was really fun because people got exposure to the different co-working spots and the culture and kind of the environment and the feel, right? The vibe that you get because different ones have a different vibe. And, yeah. and that was really helpful for people to see, well, you know, this one kind of feels like more of a space where I can be maybe more productive. This one, my goal is really to connect with a lot of people and meet people because I'm new to town and maybe this is a better one for me. Um, so that was a really cool thing that we did um, here recently. That's so neat. And I like how it was It was not a pub crawl, not a coffee shop crawl. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Chris. Intentional, I think so. You, you have a little more work to do, Chris. I'm looking at this. There's nothing here in Hawaii, bro. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. They're, 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 uh, we do need to get some co-working spaces out there in Hawaii. All right, so Chris, my question for you is what are the things that people should look for when they're searching and finding a co-working space? Yeah, so there are a number of things that they should look for. So first off, they need to think about what type of business that they are in, the types of people that they want to attract, and most importantly, the members that are in that co-working space, as Hala mentioned, that all the co-working spaces, they're all different. So some are really geared towards tech. Some are really geared towards the web design industry. Some are really niche focused. Like I know of some co-working spaces where they are targeting people in the fashion industry. So if you're looking to kick off a fashion line, then you should definitely be in one of these places because they have the sewing machines. They have the they have all the people that have launched super successful uh, fashion lines, and those are the people you want to be around. So look at the members. Also, the amenities. The amenities are pretty big because some co-working spaces, they have conference rooms. They have uh, open areas, which, which they call the cafe. And then some of them actually have dedicated desks. So where if you need a dedicated desk where you go in and you have a spot to post up at every day, that's your place. You can leave your items. It'll be safe. You can leave your computer there. It'll be safe. If you need that, then um, some of them offer that. But other people are just looking for a uh, for a space that they can go post up at with a big table and uh, other people have bounce ideas off of. And another thing that's pretty new that some of the co-working spaces are adding on, they're adding on additional services such as coaching and healthcare, uh, such as health insurance. And I've seen some co-working spaces even offer uh, mentoring and legal services and accounting services. So look to see what that space offers outside of just a place to post up. And That's so, good advice. So, um, Jared and Hala, I'm sorry for hijacking this, but um, as I said at the beginning, we're doing this here in Maui. We have we're actively looking for one, and we got a group of people. So, Chris, for us, where rent is really high here, it's just astronomically high, and we're kind of people would have to commit to a good amount of money, somewhere in the round in the neighborhood of 150, 200 dollars a month, and maybe that's not a lot of money for co-working. I don't know, but. What advice would you have for us, Chris, as we're trying to find a spot, trying to coordinate people, trying to put this all together? Build your community. Build a community of, of the people that you want to be around. I mean, that's the best. That, like a lot of co-working spaces that uh, kick off and uh, people that want to open up their own co-working space. It's a big venture to open up a, a big open up your own co-working space or even to get an office. Uh, how many of you guys have actually gone through that process of renting a commercial space? I haven't. Or, or le- No, or I, I haven't yet. Yeah. Leasing a commercial space for your own business is a whole nother animal. It's completely different than buying a house. 
you almost, it's completely different. It's almost like kind of, it's kind of like buying a Ferrari. For those of you that aren't familiar about that process, I haven't bought a Ferrari yet, but the way it is, is you almost have to beg the person to buy their space or to buy that car or to lease that space. And it's a whole different animal and you have to sign your life away for five to 10 years. And that's what's great about these co-working spaces. You can join, you can, if you have a business that you want to kick off, you can go over there, join one of these spaces for a hundred, 200 or a thousand bucks a month if you need a whole office and you're not signing up for a five-year lease that you're going to have to personally guaranteed where you would have through a commercial lease. All right, Chris, I'm going to ask a follow-up here. Sure. So for someone that's in a, a specific area or town and they can't find a co-working space that's in a reasonable distance, other options if they don't want to go to the coffee shop, what would you recommend? Yeah, there are some other options. Um, there are some there are some executive suites. Uh, you can always work out of the library. That's an option. But uh, this co-working movement is really starting to take off. And I'm sure if you go to other networking groups, there are a lot of networking groups where there are other mobile professionals uh, like yourself that have ideas of that local market where they go. Sometimes they might go to a restaurant that's somewhat quiet or a, a different library. But yeah, and, and you know, if there's not a co-working space in your market, you can always build one. Yeah, there are a lot of great resources out there to, to help get you started. And, um, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I can help you there as well. I love it. I actually see a need for that where I live. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You're not surprised talk. Let's uh let's kick off a co-working space for podcasters, right? <laughs> oh, hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right, let's uh let's tag Holly in. Okay. Yeah, I I have another question for you, Chris. Okay. And this one is really uh relevant to me, and you'll know why once I ask it, but I was curious why co-working spaces in your opinion work well for consultants that run workshops. What about the environment or what about, you know, the whole experience? It's really neat how consultants can use a co-working space because it really gets them out of their environment. I've worked with this one client that really transforms the room and is able to utilize the room in a different way. And you being a consultant, I know you've done this in several ways with some of your clients. So I'd love to get your take on it as well. Yeah. So um, the reason that I'm asking you is because when you're a consultant and you're going into these spaces, you're trying to not seem like all you're there for is to pitch people on your services, you know, and you don't want it to feel like you're very salesy in a bad way. And so one of the things that you mentioned earlier was very relevant and made a really big impact on me, which is you've got to be authentic in your in your intention to help people out. And a lot of what I do sometimes is I'll go there and I'll say, you know, yes, I do this stuff for my business. I'm also just here to work and to get stuff done. But if you have questions, you can ask me. And that's a lot of times the way that people get to know me is they'll ask me questions about their Mm -hmm. business or about their startup and I'll give them ideas. And, you know, maybe later on, and this actually literally recently happened just this, this last week was somebody was like, you know, based on your answers to my questions, I'm actually raising a round of funding for my company. And once I do, I really want to talk to you about getting you in a contract with me for the next year for like 12 months because of some some questions that I answered for them just right there. And so that's a big part of it is you want to be there because you're there to do your work, but at the same time, connect with people in an authentic way and it could drive, you know, business for you, but that's not my intention for being there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. It's, it's so great because it's like being at a networking event, and uh, I'm sure this has happened to you, Kamanzi and Jared, where you're at a networking event and somebody comes up to you and just hands you a card and, and then just disappears. <laughs> I like to call them card ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the same way with co-working. You really want to be intentional about being there and what you're there to do. And there's so many different unique ways that you can utilize the space for workshops and, and everything else. So. Oh, yes. That's one last thing, actually, that I wanted to add. So now that I have relationships with some of the co-working spots out here, Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm trying to run new workshops where I'm just experimenting and I'm not sure, you know, how many people am I going to get? Is it going to be, you know, a successful one yet? And I don't know if people will be paying. A lot of them have offered up their space like, hey, you can use our space for your workshop. And then, you know, if it gets off the ground, then maybe the next time you run it, we'll take a small fee or Yeah, and it's it's so cool because it's such a neutral environment. For those of us that consult, I know, Jared, you're a consultant. You've worked with clients, and it's a completely different vibe when you work with a client in their office versus in a different environment. Am I right? I think so. And to Hollis's point, we use co-working spaces locally for different meetups yeah. and different workshops and events that we do. And it's been fantastic, mm-hmm. man. And that uh, the specific co-working space we work with down in South Florida has been unbelievable. They've been so generous, and it's some of the best group of people I've met. That's great. Yeah, it's such a giving environment, and that's what I love the most about co-working. Chris, what are some, uh, at the very basic level, some things we should look for in our co-working space? Some basic levels? I mean... Let's see here. You should always be able to have a place to sit or post up or uh, to do your work. They should definitely have really fast internet. If your co-working space doesn't have fast internet, then um, it's not a good look. But um, it just really has to, it also has to have really good members. I mean, the members make the space, they make the communities, and they make those connections that, uh, like Hala mentioned, when you're you're sitting there, someone just happens to ask you a question because they are... uh, they're having a particular issue in some area that you might be able to help them with. So you just have to set yourself up around it for to be positioned in that area and around those people. And so when you have the right co-working space, does co-working increase creativity? I absolutely think it does because you are in a different space. You're in a different environment there. You're looking at a different wall and you're around other creative people. So I do a lot of creative work around design and uh, around marketing messaging. And it's so great to be in a space where I'll come up with a campaign or come up with a couple taglines and I'll just be able to look over to the person on my right who just happens to be an editor or something and say, hey, what do you think about this? And she'll probably say, you know, you should probably tweak it like this or maybe add a little bit this way. And then next thing you know, I have two other people in there and we're doing a full on brainstorm brand strategy session around my problem. And this happens all the time, and it's and people are so open and willing to uh, share their advice and their expertise. And I do the same for other people and people that know me. That they always know they can do the same with me. All right, Chris, we're going to start to wrap up here. Who is doing something that interests you? Oh man, there are a lot of people that really interest me. One of my within the co-working industry, uh, one of my favorite people. Her name is Felina Hansen. She is launching. She, well, she's already she has three locations in 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 California, but she is, in essence, launching the nation's first spa-inspired co-working space for female entrepreneurs. And she was recently she was recently featured in Forbes. And she is she is on the she's leading the movement to create more female entrepreneurs out there. And I just love what she's doing. Heck to the yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's uh, she's one of the great people that I really admire. And then also Tony Shave with Zappos and the Downtown Project and all those initiatives that he's. Uh, kicked off over there in Las Vegas. Uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. 
Let's see. Can I jump in here? I have a question for you, Chris. Okay. Um, because I just recently got connected to you and I've been trying to stay connected. And obviously, for good reason, you're such a giver and you really do connect people. And I really appreciate so much about what you do for the community. But what is the best place for people to stay connected with you? And just how do they stay connected to you online? Yeah, so people can connect with me at operation-spot.com. And I'm also on Twitter at Operation Spot. And then I'm also on uh, LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on Facebook. But one of the big places where you can find me, and if you want to learn more about co-working, there's a conference for this stuff. Can you imagine that? A, a co-working conference? And it, ha- cool. <laughs> and it has the coolest name. And uh, the team, Liz Elam and Mike, and, uh, and Mike out there, they're doing some awesome stuff. But the name of the conference is called the Global Coworking Unconference Conference. <laughs> so GCUC, but we call it Juicy. And it's taking place yes. on May, from May 6 to 8 in Berkeley, California. And there's also another one in June that's taking place in Sydney, Australia. So I'll be at both of those. So if you want to learn more about coworking, it's gcuc.co, or uh, we'll have all the links to the website as well. And then also, I'd love for you to check out my podcast, Coworking Success. I interview a lot of great entrepreneurs that are really creating some world-changing companies and really leading some great things. So um, this is such a it's such a blessing, and uh, thank you so much for this opportunity to be on the show. Yeah, thanks, Chris. We're uh, excited that you came on. We're excited that we learned a little more about coworking. So tell us, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, you know, my my final thought for your listeners is, you know, if there's a business or product or idea that has been burning a hole in your mind for the past week, past day, past year, you know, go think about it and just go pursue it. You know, you're going to fall, you're going to fail, but, uh, you know, just go out there and make it happen. You'll be a stronger person because of it. And you'll be so much more successful if you pursue this endeavor in a co-working space. Uh, well said, Chris. Ahala, do you have any final thoughts? Well, I would like to thank you guys for the opportunity to participate today. It was so much fun. And um, I have to let you in on a little secret. You guys are inspiring me every day to start my own podcast. So hopefully <laughs> that is going to launch soon and you'll be invited. <laughs> Great. That's good. What, what is that going to be called? The pod crawl? No. <laughs> like oh, no. oh, she has a great podcast that, that she's, uh, she's shaping. And uh, you got to watch out for Hollis. She's, she might seem like she's a little bit shy, but she's a shark. She's going to be awesome. She is awesome. Thanks. Well, what can you tell us, Holly? You can't, you can't leave that cliffhanger like that. Come on. Okay. Well, I'll tell you guys because the name is too cool in my head to not share, but I think I'm going to call it How to Be a Boss Lady because (laughs) I want to just kind of talk to a lot of women entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and bring out their stories. I am really big on actually partnering with men. I don't think that we need to make that distinction, but I do want to encourage more women to go out and pursue their dreams because I think they can do so much and not have to give up as much as they think that they do. So just kind of talk about that different views of success and entrepreneurship and talk to a lot of people. Awesome. Hala, we appreciate you sharing that. Thanks. And of course, Chris, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you. Hala, of course, thank you. And uh, mahalo, Kamanzi. And that's why I love co-working spaces, because at co-working spaces, it's full of doers. It's about people that are passionate about what they do. It's where the star of the doubters are going to really 
execute on their vision full-fledged. And that's why I like to say, you know, talkers go to coffee shops and doers, they go to an operation spot or a co-working space.